I'm Mike Buttle, and this is the final part of my look at the Manx Electric Railway. Last week I got as far as Laxey and took the tram up to the top of Snaefell Mountain. This week I'm going to complete the journey to Ramsey. Along the way I'll discover an almost secret service of railway operations. Revisit the fantastic steam on the MER events of the 1990s with two of the people who took part. Remember the landslip at Bulgan Bay that might have finished the railway. I'll take in the memories of enthusiast Richard Pryke and talk to Michael Starkey and Ramsey about unloading the posts from the tram. I'll leave Laxey Station shortly for the run north, but first, here's Mark Edwards to let me in on what's almost a top-secret service to the top of Snaefell, with something called the NATS. Yeah, so NATS stands for National Air Traffic Service, and they maintain a radar at the top of Snaefell. It was um, originally called the CAA, so the Civil Aviation Authority, and they've got their own little rail cars. They need access to fix the radar or do upgrades at any time of year. And in the winter, when we take the wires down, they don't obviously want to walk from the tram to the summit. So they've got the rail car to get them all the way up with any bits they may need. The original cars were uh, 1950s, late 1950s, I think, the Nats started having cars. They've had four of them, so we're on Nats 4 now, as it's called. Nats 3 is an older car uh, that we now own, and we use that for accessing the track. Um, in the winter, any time we want really, when we don't necessarily need to get a tram out to do that. And uh, do, do these little rail cars ever venture into the station here at, at Laxey? Occasionally we'll bring the rail cars down. So at the end of July when we did the transport festival, we brought both Nats 4 and the older Nats 3 down to the station for people to see, picture, uh, ask questions about. There's a lot of interest in them because they're an unusual item of rolling stock that you'd never normally see. There's a separate shed for them next to the tram shed and they normally venture straight out from that up the mountain to the summit in all types of weather. Sometimes uh, snow, which is why they've got little snow plows on the bottom of them. And uh, yeah, any time of day or night we can get a call to go up and do that. I suppose the most likely place you're likely to see the uh, little Nats cars is on the webcam, isn't it? Yeah, you'd normally see them on the webcam at the bungalow. Other than that, you know, you don't really see the valley unless... You happen to be walking up there in the middle of winter and there's not a lot of people walk up the top in the middle of winter because it's just so inhospitable. So they can be called out at more or less a moment's notice. Who drives them? Is it Nats or is it the uh, Manx Electric? Nats own the car, but we supply the drivers, so it's staff that would ordinarily be driving trams. Mark Edwards and Snaefell's almost secret railway service. Leaving Luxy behind, the line begins a stiff climb out along the headland that overlooks the bay. The journey from here into Ramsey is quite the most spectacular section of railway on the island. The trams run through lush fields, getting ever closer to the sea as they rattle along. At Bulgan Bay, high above the waves, with a sheer drop below, disaster was to strike the MER. In 1957, the electric railway was nationalised. Almost every year afterwards, there was a debate in Timbald as to the worth of continuing the Laxey to Ramsey section. Then in 1967, nature took a hand in the proceedings by dealing what would seem to be a fatal blow. At Bulgham, the seaward embankment wall crosses a deep gap in a 600-foot cliff. Since 1965, a fault in the masonry at its base has been noticed, and on the afternoon of the 20th of January 1967 it failed, shortly after the 125 service had passed over. Massive repairs were needed, and surprisingly without too much fuss, the government sanctioned the work needed to restore the lines and the overhead cables. 
Services on the railway were maintained to each side of the work, and passengers walked the track to change trams. For the next few months, repair and safeguarding work continued, and on the 29th of June, rail and overhead wires were replaced. On the 10th of July, the line through to Ramsey reopened as a complete run. There was no special ceremony, it being very much a case of back-to-normal business. This section of the line was also part of the hugely successful Steam on the MER series of events in the 1990s. Several steam engines had been used when building the electric railway, two of them on hire from both the Isle of Man Railway Company and the Manx Northern. To celebrate the centenary of the MER, it was hoped to recreate those early days, and plans were made for a return to steam on a temporary basis. Ian Watson was part of the railway's team that helped set the event up. Firstly, it was Stephen Carter that delivered number four engine by low loader to Laxey Station and uh, it was offloaded there and um, we we left the engine there for, to get fired up and watered and then the following day we took the engine from Laxey as far as the old bus station at Laxey where it crosses the road but unfortunately the front pony wheels jumped off onto the tarmac because the curve was too tight because you have to remember that the the, the trams uh, are on uh, double bogies so anyway we managed to reverse the engine um, and uh, get it back to Laxey uh, and at that time the MER were watching what we were doing the lads were there and they eased the curve by uh, easing both rails which are actually in tarmac enough to get the engine up on its way up to the dune so Anyway, we had another go at it, and uh, it went up okay this time. And we went a bit further, and then crack, the rails started breaking with the extra loading of of the engine, which was a ten ten ton axle loading, as opposed to the two ton axle loading of the trams. So we were expecting this to happen, but maybe not as many rails as we, we actually did get, which was probably over 12. So at each break, I had to jump off the engine and um, mark these rails so the MER chaps that were coming behind could actually plate the rails so we could come back down to, to Laxey again when, after we'd been to the dune. So, yeah, so we, we plodded on quite slowly. The engine was chugging up the, the, the quite impressive gradient and uh, we got up as far as Bulgum and we used the inside track, uh, which is nearest the road, because there'd been a fallout of the stone wall in 1967 and uh, although it was a, a wonderful job that they did on it, we weren't going to chance going on the outer rail so anyway we got to uh to, to out of the dune and uh the engine was filled up from the hydrant that's the only way we could do it at that time because there's no water tank so we got uh all, all sorted out there and we headed off back down back to laxey again making sure that all these rails were all properly plated because once they've broken then they are a bit more dangerous. So uh, anyway, it was a it was a, a nice nice ride back down into Laxey, just a slow ride, and then uh, we we uh, put the engine in the old tram shed in Laxey, 
and uh, I think it stayed there until we did a, a media briefing a bit later on where media from the island and media from England came over and uh, they actually went on a tram that ran parallel with the steam train which was actually pulling two MER car, uh, trailers as far as the dune. Uh, so that was a great success. The, there was a lot of photographs and videos and uh, run pasts and stops and what have you. And of course, by this time, the workshops had actually prefabricated a, 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 a tank to actually fi fill the, um, the loco. So that was a lot easier to, to do it that way. So really, that that went very, very well. And after that, I didn't have an awful lot to do with it. Um, the, the inspector from uh, the railways from, from uh, England came over. He passed it for carrying passengers. And uh, that was that. And that was my involvement in uh, getting the steam onto the MER. Whilst Ian Watson helped set things up, Steam Railway driver Jeff Kelly and his fireman Selwyn Rees Morgan were on duty to drive the locomotive number four as steam on the MER played out to resounding success. I met up with Jeff and asked him how he remembered the events from 30 years ago. Um, the loco was kept in the uh, old tram shed. Uh, the roof was full of holes and uh, the engine was kept with the two trailers where they were kept coupled together ready. Um, and we just cleaned it and oiled it and cooled it and watered it there by the hose pipe. So there was no inspection pit or anything? No, I don't think so, no. What was it like then driving on the line between Laxey and the Dune? Uh, you took locomotive number four lock. How did the loco behave? Uh, the engine behaved very well. It, uh, it was a thrash, basically. You just put a big fire on at the bottom and you it was near a full regulator and... That was it, just kept going. Um, you didn't notch it up very much, you couldn't, because you would have stopped. What facilities were there provided for you at the dune? Uh, just basically a, a water tank for filling the water tanks up again on the engine, and I think some bags of coal were brought out for us. So when you got to the dune then, it was a case of uh, rearranging the trailers and making the return trip. I would imagine that would be brakes all the way, was it? Uh, yes, that was... Uh, it was pretty good and Selwyn was on the brake Selwyn was my fireman then uh, and he did the handbraking all the way down to Blacksea from the where would it be from from Bulgham yes and they did uh, the steam on the MER another couple of times they used Caledonia and Sutherland but you weren't involved in that no um, John Elkman uh, did a few and I think Jack Petrie did a few uh, he, I think Jack was on, obviously on Caledonia when they went up there uh, and he did number one as well when she went the other way to Fairy Cottage. Jeff Kelly recalling steam on the Manx Electric Railway during the 1990s. The Electric Railway owned and operated a couple of quarries, one at the Dune and the other at Balajora. Special wagons were used to service these quarries and good business was to be had from them. The railway from here into Ramsey is really lovely. The sea has by now been left behind and the rolling landscape through Mackled spreads out like a green checkered carpet. On the steam railway, all of the road crossings have automatic gates to protect them, but that's not the case on the electric, as driver Jeff North told me. I mean, we've only got traffic lights on three crossings, but even then you can't rely on the car drivers seeing them, um, so you've still got to watch out for them. On all the other crossings, some have got speed limits on them for us, 
uh, all, most of the others haven't so you just have to watch out for the cars you've got to take your time and if there's nothing posted if it's a blind crossing you're going down to less than walking pace because one of the first things that car drivers say when they hit you as they do they have to me several times is they get off and they hit you and say I'm sorry I didn't see you till I hit you so you get quite a few car drivers who think it's their lucky day absolutely absolutely well I mean if you think about it they might go across the same crossing day in day out and never see a tram and then one day they come out a few minutes later or the tram's a few minutes early or something like that and they're looking but they're not seeing and wallop I like to go through Glenmona and down through Balladlast and Cornet and then up that way up to Balaskeg and down there going through Carouches to um, right down to Lake. And do all the trams drive the same way or do they all have their own idiosyncrasies? Well, for every tram, you get two trams for the price of one because each end is different. <laughs> every tram is different, depends what the wear is, how long it's been since something's been repaired and everything. The loads vary, you know, depending on the passengers. The track varies. The brakes may have been adjusted on the trailer so it's a bit, seems a bit heavier to pull. So, you know, although we learn, everybody learns this, a similar pattern once you start driving for real you then have to adjust it according to what your load is what the weather conditions are and things like that jeff north driving into ramsey through cornet and mackled on tram car number one the oldest regularly working tram car anywhere in the world what a responsibility but he told me he loves every minute the electric railway has attracted its fair share of enthusiasts over the years in previous programs i've spoken to dave martin and john hewitt but Richard Pryke discovered the MER by chance. He'd come over to the island to see the steam railway, as he tells me, but he'd chosen 1966 to make his first visit. Um, the first time I travelled over to the island, my first holiday on my own was in 1966. I came over to see the steam railway, but that was the year the steam railway didn't run. And as I was staying in Lexi, I used to sit on the platform, watch the trams coming in and out, and really I fell in love with the MER from then on. So in all the years you've been coming over, you must have seen some changes. What, what do you think of the most notable ones? Well, apart from the more obvious of that in recent years, the rebuilding of Lexi Station and the servicing of it, it's really the fact that back in those early days there were far, far more passengers. Therefore, there were far more cars running. The ratchet cars were just running around in normal service. Literally, sometimes there were cars coming in and out minutes behind each other. And it's the difference in service between then and now which is probably the biggest change. What would be the best part of the journey along the Manx Electric Railway? <laughs> um, I think one has to say it is the part of the line north of Laxey where it runs around Bolgan Bay and then the views looking across the mountains um, really are quite unique. Do you think we have something unique here on the island as far as uh, heritage tra transport is concerned and, and why? Uh, yes, you do have something unique, just purely because it is so broad in running from the steam railway to the electric to the mountain railway to places like Gradle Glen. It, it really is, there really is nowhere else quite like it anywhere. Um, I'm really surprised that the railways haven't got together perhaps and actually applied for heritage status uh, because I think that this would really concentrate everybody's um, attention to the fact that the railways are here and operating. Um, we've, we've recently done the same thing in Wales with the slate industry. Here you've got 
whole variety of transport which um, just covers everything from horse trams to electric trams to steam trains. There isn't anywhere else in the world which has this complete variety uh, of transport. Uh, and I think it's probably important to say that everything that runs on the island was, was built to run on the island, wasn't it? Absolutely. Um, and mo- well, virtually all of it is still here and it is still operating. And if it isn't actually operating, it is still here and could be capable of being operated as well. And you were telling me before about uh, coming over and staying in Laxey and looking out of your guest house window at the electric railway? Yes, I used to stay in Mona Villa in Glen Road in Laxey with the Mrs Killip. Um, that seems just so long ago, but um, from the front windows you could see up to the car sheds uh, and the trams passing. Richard can also remember the way that locals, especially from the Mackled area, would use the tram to go into Ramsey for their shopping trips. Many years ago when I first came over, then it was really common for the locals up in the area to the north of Laxey, particularly Mackled, uh, to go into Ramsey in the morning, do their shopping, come back out again. The tram would literally stop in the middle of the field, sometimes to let them off wherever it was most convenient. The Manx Electric Railway still provides an almost lifeline service to the areas round Mackled and Cornet. During the season, the trams are still more frequent than the buses. Since the dawn of the railway age, mail has been carried throughout the world by train. The Isle of Man was no exception. In July 1895, exactly a year after it was opened to Laxey, the electric tramway was awarded the contract by the post office to carry bagged mail between Douglas and Laxey on a twice-daily basis. On each mail journey, the tram conductor would empty the post boxes placed at four of the rural stops. Soon after the line was extended to Ramsey in 1898, the contract for carrying northern mail was transferred from the steam railway to the electric railway. Letters were guaranteed to be delivered in Ramsey two hours after collection by tram at Laxey. Additional post boxes were subsequently placed at a number of stops between Laxey and Ramsey for emptying by the tram conductors, thereby providing a very efficient postal service for residents of the rural districts through which the line passed. The MER's mail contract had two distinct functions, conveyance of sealed mail bags between Douglas and Ramsey and the collection of mail from lineside post boxes by the tram conductor. Bagged mail was carried in wooden-bodied four-wheel vans which were towed behind the trams. There were three mail journeys in each direction, morning, midday and evening, every weekday. During the 1920s, a special Mail Express was also operated, stopping at only Boldrine and Laxey. The mail contract continued virtually unchanged until 1972, when the MER, faced with increasing operating costs, reduced their winter timetable. A new contract was negotiated to empty only three post boxes once each day. The remainder were now emptied by postmen on their usual rounds. On the 30th of September 1975, the Laxey to Ramsey section of the line was closed and the winter tram service was abandoned totally. On that same day, and without any ceremony, this unique railway postal service quietly ended. Michael Starkey worked for the post office for many years, eventually becoming the manager of the Ramsey delivery office. Michael has memories of mail arriving in Ramsey on a Saturday. I was a postman and um, one of the big events was on a Saturday that the mail would come from from Douglas um, to Ramsey on the tram. So we had to get a handcart and go over to the tram station. Three of us had to go, one for security and two um, just to push the handcart. And we came through, had to come through, it was one, it came down Water Street, 
right round to the tram station and we wait for the tram and we all wanted to get finished because we were playing football in the afternoon and we had to sort the mail because in them days it was caller service only no deliveries on uh, it was delivery in the morning and in the afternoon it was caller service so we raced round with this handcart banked it round the corner and then the tram came in they had to, the tram was locked the registered mail was locked inside of it we loaded it on the tram and then it was a big event these bags would be sliding all over the place but what a marvellous service when you think of it that, that the mail came by all the way to Ramsey it was coming anyway to Ramsey so it was loaded full of mail so we loaded the, this handcart up went round the corner up into Water Street and as we went round the corner two policemen were walking down and we were banking this old handcart I can remember this day painted red with big solid wheels as we went round the corner three bags flew off and the police constable looked at us and he just said we'll give you a hand to load the van load the handcart so that's how the mail would arrive in Ramsey and when you think of it it was a great idea so maybe one of these days we might be the mail might come to Ramsey back on the tram again. The Manx Electric Railway was always aimed more at the tourist or holidaymaker than the locals, I think. I certainly haven't found the same number of local memories and stories of the line than I did with the steam railway, or maybe I just haven't been looking in the right places. This series on the Isle of Man Heritage Railways will hopefully return next year to take a look at the Port Erin line on the steam railway and also Gradle Glen, the Great Laxey Mines Railway and the Orchid Line at the Wildlife Park and a few of the railways lost in time. Until then, I'd like to thank everyone who's contributed towards these programmes. I'll let Michael Starkey finish this episode with a lovely story about a grand day out using the wonderful Manx Electric Railway. My best friend Richard and my brother Richard, three of us have decided to go down to Port Moor to spend the day swimming down there, and we brought jam sandwiches and a couple of biscuits <laughs> and a bottle of pop. So we got on the tram at Ramsey and um, it was chugging away, beautiful scorching day, and the, the strange part of it was, we went over to the, over the bridge, just the top of Balua Road, and because we'd seen the film, The Bridge on the River Kwai, is that the name of it? Yeah, and we used to think that, this, that, that was, the, that was the, the, the bridge. We sort of made a story up about it when we went over it. And we got to Port Lake, and we got all, three of us got off at of Port Lake. And we decided to walk all the way to Port Moor. I don't know if many people know Mackleton up, but it's a good hike all uphill as well. But at that time, the number one song was a song called Singing High, High, High by a fellow called Brian Highland. And as we came in sight of Port Moor, scorching on the sun was shining on the water, all three of us burst into song, and the song singing high, 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 singing low, low, low. And there was these three kids tramping through the countryside singing this song, ready for a day out at the sea. But a marvellous day out on the tram, and this is why it's such a wonderful so it's such a wonderful thing and it's still going now so I might pack up, get me trunks on and an old pair of pumps and do it just to reenact it. But it's 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 fabulous. It was a fabulous day out.